probably know by now, most of this podcast is focused on one thing that St. Louis has to be proud of. It's food scene. But people just getting to know the Lou in the past few months may have found a different gateway to us. Not what's on the plate, not even the plate itself. My friend, it's the cup. The St. Louis Blues are the Stanley Cup champions. This town feasted on the glory of a Stanley Cup championship for months. And just when you thought you were getting full, we have another hockey celebration to look forward to. NHL All-Star Weekend. We'll once again be the center of the hockey universe as some of the best players in the world show off their skills, face off in a game, and have a little fun. Ooh la la! Ooh la la! Ooh la la! So on this episode of Abby Eats St. Louis, the stars are shining a little brighter and bringing plenty of cheers. In honor of the big weekend, we talked to the owner of the area's first and only hockey-themed brewery, Center Ice. There's this dude that, you know, has a wife and two kids that loves hockey and, you know, fell in love with craft beer and opened this place. And so it's much more than that. How the former banker and video bloggers rally to get the business going turned out to be the ultimate power play. What brewing beer and winning a Stanley Cup have in common and why being in the penalty box here is a good thing. I've got people that are, you know, excited and, you know, it's it's just, uh, you know, I'm very, very blessed. Then we'll have some food news and an all-star edition of your weekend planner. A good bar is a place where friends can hang out and share stories. A great bar has a story of its own. By that logic, Center Ice might just be one of the best bars for any hockey fan. That's not just because the owner, Steve Albers, is equal parts hockey nerd and beer nerd. Yeah, I mean, so I started playing, you know, in the streets as a kid, you know, five, six years old. Street hockey, roller hockey, ice hockey. And then I had that love all the way through kind of high school. And then, you know, I fell in love with craft beer from 2010 till now. So you have this, you know, kind of this both this area of both hockey and craft beer that uh, I love immensely. And, and from the beer standpoint, what I love is we try to do things that are different. No, the best part of this bar story has to do with the long wooden planks making up the bar itself and the tables and the tasting room. We sat at one, sipping beers named after Steve's son, while he took me back to 2010. So I was going to Cicero's Beer School, and I ran in. I met a guy by the name of Bill Newberry. And Bill's been around the craft beer scene for a long time. He does tap handles and does uh, beer flights and, you know, little caddies. And he's an amazing woodworker. And so when I'm homebrewing at my house, I, I built a bar, and I had a K-grader. And I said, hey, can you make me a couple hockey stick tap handles? And he's like, for sure. And he said, would you like this uh, made out of wood from the old arena? And my jaw just hit the floor, you know, because being a hockey kid from St. Louis like that's so cool you were probably like yeah but that's not gonna happen right and then and then he did and they they, they were perfect because um, he's very articulate and he's I mean he's an amazing craftsman so he had said in 2011 he said look if you ever raise the money for your brewery I'll introduce you to Roger who has the wood the St. Louis arena the Checkerdome, the old barn for 70 years it was where big events happened in politics and music and sports not the least of which included welcoming the St. Louis Blues it was demolished near downtown more than 20 years ago. We'll fast forward through the next few years since then and since 2010. But Steve will tell you, for him, they were grueling. Getting funding, a location, mailing down a concept, getting the doors to center ice open. But the beer enthusiast had been a hockey player and blues fan for as long as he could remember. So when things finally started to get going in 2016, he remembered the promise of the storied wood. So we drove out to Bourbon, Missouri. 
and the wood it was just sitting on his farm just you know for the last however 10 15 years whatever and so the story is roger went down to the old arena when they imploded it mm-hmm. and made a deal with the wrecking company to to buy it all he didn't want to see it go to waste that was literally why he bought it he bought it put it on his farm and was like i just don't want to see this go to the junkyard is how, that crazy how like how much of a fire under you did knowing that wood was out there and that you could use it knowing that that was contingent on obviously being able to raise the money and build the bar in the first place. Well, and for the wood to still be there five years after I met Bill, like I I thought for sure it was going to be gone by the time that I finally, and so short story long, we went out there (laughs) and I kind of had to pitch Roger, like Roger, this is what I want to do. Like I'm, you know, paying tribute to St. Louis hockey. And Mm -hmm. he's like, all right. (laughs) And so he sold it to us. And then uh, Bill was the one that actually brought it back to life. So our bar top, uh, all most of our tabletops and then the wood behind the bar is all from the old arena. Emblazoned with the logo and everything. Just one familiar sight for Blues fans. St. Louisans, number one, come down here and they, they kind of get the goosebumps because they remember going to Blues games, they remember going to concerts, they remember going to Steamers games, what, what have you. And uh, But what has also come of it is these St. Louisans have have opened their arms to us and have brought us incredible things. So um, over there, let's see here. So that's a window from the old arena. Oh. So I'll show you the picture here in a second, but that diamond is a window that was in one of the four towers. Wow. Um, I had uh, Rick Peterson bring, his dad was an engineer and an architect, or on the, on the, short story long, he had the blueprints from the old arena. Wow. So he brought me a copy of the old arena blueprints. Because the arena was built in 1929. So this wood, this Douglas fir wood is from 1929. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of incredible. Right? Um, the St. Louis Blues alumni, they're great friends of ours. Um, Yaker and Beth, they brought me a copy of the first ever game score sheet at the old arena that the Blues played. And then had five alumni sign it that actually played in the game. So that's framed on our wall there. Uh, we've got bricks. We've got so we've got a we built a penalty box. Yeah. My buddy Joey brought uh, brought me during the construction for, during the construction phase. He brought me the door from the penalty box from the old arena. And I'm looking at this thing going, and it's, it's super heavy. And I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with this thing? So we built a penalty box and turned it into a little photo booth. Kind yeah, of area. it's great. So you know, it's those types of things that have that really give this place a lot of character. In a world where more and more people are just kind of hanging out at home, or they're not wanting to go out, not spending time with their families or, or friends or families, frankly, face to face, and it seems like when you want to get them somewhere you have to provide them an experience and that's kind of what you get when you come over here yeah the 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 message that we're trying to portray here at at our tasting room is it's a fun inviting welcoming atmosphere you know we we really strive on service um and we've been very well perceived you know if you look at reviews on google and facebook like we've we've gotten some great feedback but that has nothing to do with me that has everything to do with my team they're just unbelievable um and and going back to my banking background i was always taught you know sales and service and so customer service is something that's very easy you know just be nice and genuinely care about people and ask questions open-ended questions to get people talking granted there's people that come here and don't want to talk and that's fine but for a majority of people that come here, like they're building relationships with Nick or Brody or Cheyenne or, you know, Kyle. And it's those types of experiences that keep people coming back. Just like hockey, running a brewery is fun, but it's also hard work. It requires teamwork, knowing your identity and your brand, understanding your goal and having the ability to change things up. Just like hockey, nothing is guaranteed. The Midtown spot is right next to Pappy's, the quintessential St. Louis barbecue joint, and its spicy fried sister Southern. 
After years of dreaming and planning, Steve was ready. When we opened in 17, we came out against flying. You know, we, we opened in July, and then we rolled right into hockey season, and the Blues were hot, and then the Blues missed the playoffs in that April of 2018. And this first summer here, you know, we were kind of banking on, you know, Pappy's is super busy, so, like, we'll have some overflow there. It's summer. People are out. Right. We're dead. Like, like, really bad. Like, it was a rough, rough summer. And so I knew there would be some seasonality with the brand because of hockey, and it, right. you know, summer's not hockey season. But also on the same token, you know, slew's out, hair stows out. Like, there's nothing going on in Midtown. Like a coach talking to his losing players in the locker room between periods, Steve was rethinking strategy. They decided to focus on distribution, writing the hockey branding and teaming up with bars and restaurants to tap in behind their bars including at the Enterprise Center. Ideally, if we could have opened this place without putting in distribution, that would have been ideal, but um, we had to. So mm. we, we actually have our self-distribution license. So in 2000, we got that in the fall of 2018. So we, we, we leveraged that as we kind of got into hockey season. And then, uh, you know, the Blues came out and they came out flat. You know, they were in the last place. Yeah. And so now it's the end of 2018 and I'm scratching my head going, uh-oh, like, Blues suck. People are pissed off at them. Like, I've got this hockey brand. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh-oh. Um, and then, you know, 2019, we all know what happened from January to June. Yeah. And so we rode that wave. And that also, you know, kind of kick-started us with, uh, with distribution. And then, uh, you know, we rode that wave all the way to really July. And then in August, we really kind of took a step back and, you know, just kind of started writing a, a distribution strategy and uh, we also bought a canning line so the canning line came in in october and so from you know really october to now you know january we're in uh we're in roughly we've got relationships with about a hundred partners around town between mm-hmm. liquor stores bars and restaurants sure now a blues themed brewery seems like a no-brainer in st louis yeah especially now when hockey fever is burning hotter than ever But despite everything that makes the place unique, Steve says he wouldn't be here today without all of the others who've readied the playing field, or rather, the ice. I think that, you know, AB set the benchmark, and I think the breweries like Perennial and Urban and Forehands and Civil Life and Second Shift and Side Project, and you know, they have really done an amazing job of building a new benchmark of, you know, and narrow gauge, like winning awards for beers and having just, you know, they're, they have, you know, I, I would say that, you know, their number one idea is to make really great beer. And that's what ours, you know, ours is too. Um, and so, you know, as a whole, they have done an amazing job of building that foundation for people like me to kind of step into something that's already built. The fact that we won the Stanley Cup last year, I can't say that enough on the podcast here, and <laughs> they that you are the only hockey themed brewery or, you know, hockey centric brewery. Do you like the word themed by the way? Some people don't like the word. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Okay. So the fact that you were the only hot, like you're the only brewery prepared to be a full on go all in on the blues, winning the Stanley cup. Really? Do you feel like there might be some people out there pinching themselves or kicking themselves? I should say that they didn't do this before. And why don't why do you think nobody had done this before? Yeah. You know, hockey is a, uh, it's a it's a dynamic group. Um, it's very small. You know, not everybody's a hockey fan. Uh, Blues winning the Stanley Cup will definitely help grow that that segment. But um, you know, hockey fans. You know, it's interesting because we have a lot of hockey fans that like Bud Light. 
lighter beers, right? And so this is a place to try and convert them into trying different things. Mm -hmm. And so we have our old arena lager that's kind of our gateway beer into craft, where it's, you know, it's a a traditional American lager. It's something that's comparable to a domestic. Um, But, you know, going back to the Nash, going back to, you know, some of our other beers, that's that's where the service end comes in is where our team is, you know, sitting down with these people and, and trying to just educate them on craft beer you know we used holler tub blanc hops or we use cascade or we used you know this type of new patagonian malt or what or this crazy new yeastrian that's where that's where we've been spending a lot of our time in the last two years and then for you know a lot of the people that are hardcore beer geeks you know some of them don't like sports and that's okay um and so the I think that when they step in here, they're like, oh, God, we're going to go to that tacky place. And they come <laughs> in and they're like, oh, actually, I actually make pretty good beer. And, like, they're really nice. Like, I, I can – I'll go there again. And, you know, and you know, they might not love our beers from day one, but they're seeing us over – you know, we've been open two years. They're slowly seeing us – hopefully they're seeing us elevate. And that's what we're trying to do. We're, mm-hmm. we're really trying. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, to, to just dial in your equipment. And, you know, this was all kind of ad hoc equipment that I picked up kind of throughout, you know – 80% of it's used. So, you know, we've got this used equipment and we're, you know, we've got, you know, the city water and, you know, and I was a home brewer, right? And so then I brought in Bill who had some uh, professional brewing experience. And so between him and I, and then we had Matt for a minute, you know, the three of us were just constantly writing recipes and just, just trying. And we've, we've done 50, 60 different beers over two years, all different recipes, all different things. So if we look to 2020 and beyond, it's more of that. It's just kind of, you know, like in Billy Madison, when they throw the pickles on the glass, like <laughs> we're just trying to throw pickles on the glass to see what sticks and find our, and we've had a couple ones stick, like the old arena lager has definitely mm-hmm. stuck. Um, we have an IPA that we call the beauty and that's a, uh, it's actually a brute IPA by style because we dry, it's like super dry. Um, and we add, we add orange zest to it to kind of uh, spice it up just a fuzz with some nice kind of citrus notes and it, it's just a really a nice approachable IPA and so those two beers have really really stuck for us on top of our season like the Nash will always be around mm-hmm. for you know around the holidays this time of year mm-hmm. That's cool. so but like you know we're looking at you know as I look at 2020 and the the calendar year of what we plan to brew I mean we've got some brand new stuff in the pipeline it's gonna be a lot of fun looking forward is great and all but I had to ask Steve what was this place like the night of June 12th, 2019? I crowd surfed that night. Like, I literally, like, <laughs> it was funny. So Courtney, our GM at the time, she's the best. She's like, all right, like, it's about to get crazy. Like, just nobody get on the bar. Nobody do anything. Like, just just be sane. Like, let's just try and... <laughs> and it was me. Like, I was the one that was like, that I just lost my mind. Like, I turned, like, they... I think somebody, one of our team members nicknamed me Stone Cold Steve Albers because I was like, you know, <laughs> shaking up cans and, you know pouring beers down people's throats like it was just it was it was a locker room celebration you went Brett Hall mode 100% 100% (laughs) and it's uh, like this is actually really cool so if you're sitting at the bar we have a ceiling that we put in you you can still see the stains I mean it was you know it was one of those things that like I I swear to god like I did not think they were going to win so I was not prepared for this at all. Like yeah. we did, like we have like five random bottles of champagne in our walk-in cooler that I like when they won, I was like, we need stuff to celebrate with. Like yeah. what can we open? And like, I found those and hand them out to our hand them out. And then I was filling crawlers, you know, cause we didn't have our candy line then. So I'm just filling cans, like just getting ready to like start shaking them and spraying people with them. Just trying to create that effect. Yeah. And, uh, just, I mean, and, and to be here, you know, when they won the cup, just, Oh, I mean, what a dream come true. Right? Like, it's just, it it makes everything worth it. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. 
Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Dory, I will say it's really good to be back in the podcast booth with you. Oh, same. It's good to be back in St. Louis for All-Star Weekend. So um, exciting, yeah. Yes, good to be face-to-face with one Dory Olmos, um, producer extraordinaire Thank for the you. podcast. But... I do miss where I was last week. You had a great trip. I was in New Orleans. Did we get anybody correctly guess it? No, not that I saw. Florida. I I saw Florida. Yeah. No, the Sazerac is believed to be by many people the first ever cocktail, and it is, um, you know, it was basically when cocktails were first a thing. Mm -hmm. They used bitters, which were actually just medicinal additives, really. And so it was made at a pharmacy in New Orleans, according to. Popular lore, and everybody li- seems to like to latch onto that popular lore. But New Orleans was fabulous. But very I'm good. Happy to be back here in St. Louis, especially with the fun weekend we have ahead here with I'm the All Star Game. So excited! I can feel the excitement building in St. Louis already. Yes. And I yes. just really love all the, frankly, all the branding around it. Mm-hmm. I have a blues jacket. I got a new uh, a patch. I got a new patch for it. <laughs> of course, I did. It's awesome. I'm so excited. I'm going to be wearing it weekend and I am definitely gonna be making my way around downtown. I don't Good. care what this forecast says. I'm a little nervous about that. It's a little actually. it's very hockey forecast there though, right? Go. I mean, I don't know because last time we were this excited about hockey in this town, it was very hot outside. This is true. So we'll <laughs> we'll have to see. But we're gonna get to a all-Star Weekend edition of the Weekend Planner in just a little bit. But first, we want to go over some food news, including, of course, because St. Louis is just so always bustling, there's always something good happening, some restaurant openings. Yes, we got a couple to tell you about. Soul Taco is opening their third location. This is going to be in the Grove, so very close to where I live. Mm-hmm. So exciting. Me too. Um, and then Salt and Smoke is now open in the Central West End. That's their fourth location. And then also they're opening their fifth down in Ballpark Village, which we've mentioned on a previous podcast before. I live pretty much equidistant between both of these, and I've been very excited about the Soul Taco opening. Mm -hmm. Man, that place is good. Thankfully, they have that food truck that comes to us down on Market Street a lot. Yes, Yes. and the last time I went to Soul Taco, it's because I saw you had gone to the truck, (laughs) and I said, shoot, that looks really good. So I went to the location on the loop. So awesome. Always good to see some of our local places expanding. And speaking of expanding, we've got kind of a weird closing slash opening, but it's mostly good news. Yes, so Levant is closing the Central West End, but it's making room for Renouche. Um, this is in the same family of restaurants, so they're opening and expanding Renouche. This will be the third location in the area. Um, so they've also got the Loop, Kirkwood, and now the Central West End will be right next to that new Salt and Smoke. Absolutely. And this was um, all via their Facebook page. They shared a St. Louis Magazine article. And I tried to call the restaurant and at time of recording. They haven't been able to get back to us and let us know when all of this is happening. But, you know, if if Levant is delicious, it's so very good. And Renouche is also so very good. So to have you know, that family of restaurants kind of sticking there in mm-hmm. that area. And it's also, by the way, right next door to that salt and smoke, um, which you mentioned there. And it's going to be even it, it just really diversifies the neighborhood. It's very fun. To so see that's a good sort of closure opening that we got. Exactly. Here. Exactly. Now, this one same with this one a little bit. Yeah, it sort of hit hard, though, for I know mm-hmm. the St. Charles community. This came out last week, like two hours after we recorded. But Trailhead Brewery is closing in St. Charles, but they've sort of done a handoff, if you will, with Mm -hmm. Schlafly. It's going to be Schlafly's third location there. The owner's retiring. He's going to give things over to Schlafly. They're going to be calling it Schlafly 
bank side. There is some good news now for the employees there. They're all going to be offered jobs at this new location, um, and they're going to be training at the other Schlafly locations in the meantime. So sad to see Trailhead go. I know a mm-hmm. lot of people are very upset about the pumpkin beer. I haven't had their pumpkin beer. But it's delicious. I will go to, as a St. Charles girl, I will uh-huh. go to Schlafly just for I'm sorry. Well, Trailhead, I guess. Trailhead. I'm getting ahead Soon of myself, quite literally. Yes, I will go to the Trailhead because I'm not a huge pumpkin beer person. Trailhead's is very good. Um, Trailhead's just been there. It seems like a good quality corner place in St. Charles. It seemed cool before Main Street St. Charles mm-hmm. even started getting Into cool that. again. Mm-hmm. And I will say I agree with some of the commenters on our KSDK Facebook page that kind of wish that we could keep or that it would keep trailhead in the name somewhere mm. i think that would be kind of cool but it's to be determined how much of the trailhead beer influence will wind up making its way to schlafly all that being said this is a way better news than them just closing, closing. it or it becoming like a buffalo wild wings or something like that and cheers to mr kirkwood and his retirement and so. he's retiring yes exactly like he deserves just, that yes, yes. <laughs> not just straight up going out of business so that's good for him right um all right so here's another collaboration that i know we're both very excited about the mm-hmm. lion's choice forehands pizza is now a available in stores. I've been looking for it. So now I know it's officially out there to find. I need people to let us know where they're finding it. Mm. I can't wait to try it. I know. I can't wait to try it either. And when I when we did the Lion's Choice episode, I was talking to the CEO and he said, oh, were you able to go to our the tasting, the tasting event? And I was out of town and I was mm-hmm. like, so good. <sighs> I'm so excited it. for it. I'm just, do you think though that it's going to live up to your expectations? Are you worried? I'm not worried. No. I mean, it's got a French fry crust. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. So I'm going to drop yeah. some news on you. We may or may not have one on its way to the <gasps> station right now. Shut up. We'll have to let really? you guys know later slash <laughs> via Instagram what we wind up thinking okay. about that. Ooh, I'm excited. I've now. always found them at Schnook stores, though. So hopefully once they start getting more and more rolled out, that's where you will be able to find those as well as all the other Four Hands and Mama Lucia's collaboration pizzas. Yup. Um, all right. So how about some other good news? St. Louis just on the map with its food scene lately. Two restaurants made Food Network's best fried chicken sandwiches in America list. Um, first up is Bird and Barrel, their mother clucker. I love this one. I love it's the so name. Good. Um, I have not had this one yet, but mm. they've got caramelized onions, red pepper jelly, house made Provel, and red hot riplets on it's it. It's so good. It it's so sounds good. You really gotta good. try that. Oh, it's like a it's a St. Louis it's, sandwich it's right there. It's got St. Louis written all over it. Yes. Um, and then also Southern's Firebird Chicken Sandwich made the list. These are chicken tenders with a spicy blend on them, bathed in hot pepper oil, served on a butter toasted bun with baby spinach, tomato, three pickle chips, just three. <laughs> I love that detail. And a partridge in a pear tree, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then it has Fancy Ranch. I loved that it, they're calling it Fancy Ranch. It is, is kind of fancy there. It's buttermilk and lime. It mm-hmm. sounds really good. I love Southern. I'm the one annoying friend who's like, everybody wants to go to Pappy's. I'm like, what about Southern? Southern. I love Southern. I love spicy food. And I will say I have a hard time with their Firebird chicken sandwich. It's a it, little warm. It is spicy. It's a little warm. But it is it's delicious, but uh, you know, if you're a little afraid of the heat, maybe steer, uh, maybe split one with somebody. Yeah, it's still one of the best fried chicken sandwiches in America, so you should get your hands on it. Get your hands on it, and then you can go over to Center Ice, eat it over there. They let you kind of walk in with the food yep, over there, right so. next door. Right next door. Um, okay, I gotta know what you think about this one. <laughs> 
We've got Mardi Gras coming, which is a huge deal here. And in I'm St. even more Louis. excited after coming back from New Orleans. I'm oh, literally bouncing up and down in my chair. She I literally love Mardi is. Gras. <laughs> well, how about a pop-up bar coming to Soulard? It's going to be at Molly's. It's called Carnival, a Mardi Gras pop-up concept. It's now open, so if you need to get your Mardi Gras fix, you can go. Um, it'll be open through Fat Tuesday. Here's how they're describing it. A more crafted and intimate, though no less spirited, venue to partake in the celebration. You do need reservations. Tickets are required. $15 gets you one drink and some light-up beads for your Mardi Gras partying. Hmm. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Here's my thoughts. While you yes, think. yes. I just thought all of Soulard was basically a Mardi, <laughs> a Gras, Mardi Gras. That's a very good point. Yeah. Yes, that's a really, really good point. The one thing, so as much as I love Mardi Gras and I'm really excited about it, I think when you go to a place that's really themed like with Christmas bars Mm -hmm. you go and everybody's wearing their sweater or wearing their Santa hat I just are people going to be wearing beads and masks and getting into it I think so it's just going to be madness I don't know (sighs) maybe this is a Mardi Gras that you can be like wake up the next day and feel better I don't know (laughs) that's the best way way to it's interesting you know what I'm willing to give it a try this is the first time I'm hearing about it and I'm really excited so I will I will give it a try I won't be a hater like I was Last time. I owe that to Molly's, I think. <laughs> I think you do. Um, okay, well, how about this? If you don't have plans yet for Valentine's Day, <laughs> White Castle is bringing back their one-day-only experience. Reservations are available on Open Table. Open Table. On Open Table. It's, like, super official. And I have a confession. I have done this with my mom when I was oh, little. I like yes, that. Yes, my mom, we did it. Um, I was probably like nine or 10. So right before we came in here, I called her. I'm like, mom, what do you remember about that? And she said, I remember there were two older couples. They were dressed up like they were going to a five-star restaurant. And the women looked so upset. She's like, they just wanted to leave. It was like oh, the men surprised them. That's so and sweet. And took them to White Castle. And they're like, we thought we were getting steak. And they were getting sliders. Oh, my gosh. That's so <laughs> cute. I actually, I'm going to confess something, too. I'm actually tearing up a little bit. because it reminds, it reminds me, my grandpa used to like taking my grandma to White oh. Castle on dates. And he always said... Because that was the first place that they uh, ever went on an official date. And I love that. And I love that you had that experience with your mom. That's yes, so sweet. It was very sweet, yes. Dang, White Castle, who'd have thunk <laughs> that you'd get us all emotional here The today. first tears on this podcast are from I know, Castle. not even the spicy chicken. <laughs> <sighs> Dory, oh, I can't sweet. keep talking. Okay. What's the best thing you had to eat this week? All right. Well, we, didn't, we have not really gone out to eat much this week past week, which is in line with our New Year's resolution, my New Year's resolution to, to, cook eat, more. to cook more at home. Well, this time it was Jason who cooked, but he made some great salmon for us. I've mm. got the, I asked him, like, what did you put on that? He did a glaze with butter, brown sugar, and rye whiskey with mm. a little sprinkling of green chili pepper that we have from Albuquerque. So it had a little bit of a kick to it. Oh, that sounds so good. It was good. really, really good. But Ooh. he also said that the salmon I usually make is better, so... There's that. Interesting. Honestly, you know why. It's because he had to cook the, this one. <laughs> it always tastes better when somebody else When somebody else does it, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, How about you? I went out to eat a lot in the past week because, again, I was in New Orleans. Mm. And it's very difficult to go to a city like that and not want to just eat and drink nonstop. Yes. You know, just Especially like, New Orleans. Yes. You know, the daiquiris and the hurricanes and the Bloody Marys and the po'boys and all, oh my gosh, like so much seafood. Um, so it was kind of hard to think about what I think the best thing was that I had to eat. Um, but I got to go with the Parkway Bakery in Tavern. 
poor boy sandwich, partially because it has a cool story. They insist on still being called a poor boy sandwich because um, Poe, for a lot of people, might, you know, it, they worry that it has a derogatory. It's kind of it a kind slang. Of, it's kind of slang, yes. Yeah. Um, there's also the idea that it's called Poe boy because of just that kind of Cajun Creole area accent. Mm-hmm. So, but there they call it a poor boy sandwich. That's okay. what it's formally called. And I also, one, it's one of the, places that was recommended by several locals. They said that it was their favorite place to get a good poor boy sandwich there. And then also the menu taught me so much. (laughs) It said the original poor boy sandwich was actually developed in New Orleans during a streetcar operator strike. They couldn't figure out. And it was during the Depression. So everybody's poor. And then Mm -hmm. these extra poor guys are out here hungry, not knowing what to eat. So they whipped up these sandwiches, these big loaves of French bread, kept the ends on them, Mm -hmm. and actually put fried potatoes and roast beef gravy. So when you think about it, that's not like a very substantive sandwich. It does, right? So they still serve them that way, um, as well as the kind of more the ways that we tend to know them now, which I got a fried shrimp, poor boy, and Ooh. it was so good. You, you got to really, get the poor boy dress, too. You really can't go wrong with any food that you get in New No, Orleans. I yes. was pretty much bloated and full until, <laughs> like, time. about 20 minutes ago, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I've just, like, just now finally, like, not puffy from all the right. salt. <laughs> but it was really good. And, again, it's a good thing I'm back in town this weekend because there's a lot Going on. Deep breath, Dory. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm We're going to go through our NHL All-Star Weekend event planner. And not everything here has to do with food, but we're talking All-Star Weekend. So we're just going to give you a quick rundown of the things that are happening. Quick note, though, things are subject to change. Of course, the weather may play into things right now. So just keep that in mind um, as you're getting ready to head out for the weekend. But otherwise... Lot to do. Yes. Let's go for it. All right. We're going to start with the Black Hockey History Tour Truck. This is a free event that's starting. Yeah. This is going to be all weekend long. So in partnership with the NHL, the Blues are hosting this tour truck. It's going to go to different locations throughout St. Louis. It's a 500 square foot mobile museum that basically looks back at the history makers, Stanley Cup champions, and the next generation of young hockey stars plus broadcasters and women in the game and it's going to go to all sorts of different places like boys and girls club just to kind of diversify the hockey audience again that's at various places all weekend very good um also all weekend the fanfare starting thursday you do need tickets for this event yes you can hop online and get some of those right now that's all happening at union station hundred and fifty thousand feet of hockey Fun. That sounds like a lot going on. There's a lot of autograph sessions. Yes. Um, I was looking at tickets. They're really pretty affordable, like $12 yes. for adults. So yes. something you could definitely get in on. Absolutely. There are going to be special appearances by all of your favorites, just to name a few. you got some current guys like Petrangelo and Bennington. You've got the classics like Bernie Federico, mm-hmm. Brett Hall, Al McGinnis, uh, Bobby Plager, Cam Jansen, and so many more, plus members of the elite women's team, which is very cool. I know young women are getting involved in hockey left and right now, so go show them what their future in hockey could look like. If you didn't get a chance to meet Lord Stanley last time he was in St. Louis, there will be trophy and memorabilia displays. And get behind the scenes, see what it looks like to do what Dory and I do with some live TV and radio broadcasts Mm -hmm. that are going to be coming out of Union Station, including the Five in Your Side broadcasts. That's right. 
Um, something else you can check out, the mascot showdown. This sounds fun. I kind of love this. I also am kind of worried it might stink a little bit. I hope they've all <laughs> freshly um, gone to the dry cleaners before this, uh, before, you know, Louie takes the rest of them to the dry cleaners when he wins Ooh, number one mascot. Yeah, Thursday, 5 and 7, and then Saturday noon and 2 p.m. at the fanfare. So the competitions between mascots, they're going to have a little parade, I a warm-up, and a stretching session led by Louie. I can't wait to see how limber mm-hmm. he can get. And then <laughs> And they're even having a ceremonial puck drop and some group photos. So that'll be pretty fun. That's also happening a couple different times throughout the weekend. But again, it all kicks off Thursday. So, Dory, what are some of the events we need to know about Thursday? So Thursday, we've got the alumni game at Centene Community Ice Center. You do need tickets for this. The puck drops at 7. They're going to be, you know, giving off or not giving off, auctioning Auctioning. off uh, game-worn autographed jerseys after the game. Some of the appearances, I love people you'll see around the ice, Wayne Gretzky, Brad Hull, um, Chris Crunk. Yes, I mean, they're Keith Kachuk. Can you, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. It's yeah. going to be a really cool alumni game. And I think that these guys are not done celebrating yet. So getting them all back together will be pretty cool. All right, how about Friday? Friday, we've got the NHL Learn to Play Skills Jamboree. That's happening on Friday morning, starting at 1130 at Winterfest in Keener Plaza. Don't forget that that is still open and ready for business. They have the ice rink and all the igloos and all the fun activities still happening down there. Um, And this is just a great way to stop on and get on the ice yourself. Yeah. Now, here's the big event that's happening Friday, the all-star concert, big gathering that you can all, I think <laughs> all like, of St. Louis yeah. will be wanting to go to this. It starts at 2.30 and this is free and this is where you've got OAR performing. Yes. You know, I've seen OAR like three times. Seriously? Yeah. And that random. Whoa. Random. I don't know. I, I, I'm a big fan, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember the last Maybe, time I listened I don't know. to them, but they go to, I used to live in Indy and they go to Indy a lot. Huh. So White River State Park, they were known as like the house band. So, huh. hey, I'm happy to see them again here in St. Louis. And um, you'll also be able to see the red carpet arrivals of the NHL All-Star Players those mascots, and then other special guests. This is all happening right outside Enterprise Center. And then this is another big thing that I know a lot of my friends are excited to watch, the All-Star Skills Competition starting at 7 p.m. at Enterprise Center. I'm assuming you need tickets for this event, too. Yeah, and then you can witness some really cool things happening. A lot of people are more interested in this than yeah. the game itself. The shooting competition, the elite women's three-on-three matchups. You're going to have competition for fastest skater, the save streak, so how many saves you can make in goal, shooting accuracy, and the hardest shot. So yeah. these are always so fun. It's like... I don't know. It reminds me of like a... It's like the home run derby, but for for hockey. It's like an Olympiad in gym class put on ice, and it's awesome. (laughs) All right. For Sunday, actual All-Star Day, it's going to start early in the morning. For all you runners out there, the All-Star 5K, you can still register for this event if you want to. You got a little ahead of yourself there. We're talking Saturday here. So, but Saturday. Sorry. Saturday is where (laughs) it it gets started very early. Yes, with that 5K. That's um, downtown. It's starting and ending at the fanfare. So, since you're going to be down there all already mm-hmm. might as well if you're a runner maybe it'll warm you up i don't know yeah. but there you'll get an all-star themed race shirt and bib you'll get a finisher medal which i bet is really really cool looking actually like maybe i would even if i were a runner i would do that just for that medal um plus refreshments and an entry to win some blues prizes now if you're also looking for some way to kill time downtown go check out the bud light all-star saturday at ballpark village yes this is not an official NHL event, but, you know, they're getting in on it, and mm-hmm. it's downtown, so it begins at 10 a.m., so you can enjoy hockey-themed entertainment, live music, giveaways, and an all-star game watch party later on, and this is pretty cool. They're going to have a video gaming challenge, so they're going to play Ooh. like hockey video games. 
to try to win prizes, nice. including tickets to the game. Whoa. So, yeah. Mm, very nice. Now, the other big concert happening Saturday. This is the Green Day concert. It's free, and it starts at 5 p.m. This is all happening where it all happens at 14th and Market. Yes. Um, they're going to play before the game and then inside during the second intermission of the All-Star game. And then, you know, the voodoo players, the Sean Cannon's lo- voodoo players, they're mm. known for popping around Broadway Oyster Bar um, in different places around here. They're going to actually be opening for Green Day downtown, which I so think cool. is pretty cool. Yeah. Are you a Green Day fan, Dory? Uh, I'll listen to them every once in a while. Not huge. Not was, gonna, I'm not going to make go out of my way to go to the concert, although I'd like to be down there just for the experience. Totally, totally. Like middle school slash early high school <laughs> Abby is just like, yeah, American yeah. idiot, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm anyway, just picturing that in my head. Yeah, oh, I was Ooh. such a punk. Um, oh, well, I like, can totally see it. And, of course, the big shebang, <laughs> you need tickets for the All-Star Game, which starts at 7 p.m. at the Enterprise Center. Okay, now we're on to Sunday. All right, so Sunday – you can uh, keep going with the fanfare. It's happening. You can try hockey for free beginning at noon at the Winterfest Ice Rink yeah, at so, Cedar Plaza. Yeah, so basically if you get really hyped up and you're like, oh my gosh, this All-Star game was awesome, but I didn't go downtown and do anything fun for it, well, it's okay. You still have a little bit of time on Sunday. And that, my friends, is All-Star Weekend. Woo! <sighs> a lot it is it's gonna be exciting it's gonna be awesome let's hope mother nature cooperates but hey you know what if that's not your thing one i'm kind of surprised you made it this far into the podcast listening (laughs) to all this (laughs) but you know what we're here for you we wanted to meet you at the other end with some other things happening this weekend around st louis yes so on saturday we've got the rft this is brunch event the riverfront times um having their big brunch thing this is at the chase park plaza all of the best brunch spots in town going to be in one spot you get bottomless Bloodies, mimosas, bellinis, Irish coffee, beer. Cham- They're going to have a champagne wall. I thought that was so cool. That's awesome. Um, and then also photo booths so you can get those pictures taken. Tickets are required for this event. And Saturday, there is the, win- also Saturday, um, 2020 St. Louis Winter Whiskey Tasting Festival. Try saying that after you've had a couple Ugh. whiskeys. This is happening at Big Daddy's on Laclede's Landing. I guess I could go there if I miss New Orleans. It mm-hmm. did remind me of the landing a little bit. Yeah. Um, they'll have dozens of varieties of whiskey. Tickets are required, again, for this one, but it is almost sold out, so hop online and figure that one out ASAP. Saturday, you know what, also happens to be National Irish Coffee Day. So these are two wonderful events if you're interested in celebrating those. That's how I prefer my whiskey is in coffee. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and Sunday at Urban Chestnut is the Wolpertinger. Wolpertinger. Is that how you say it? I'm not sure. sure. Um, well, this is Urban Chestnut's annual celebration for their birthday they're turning nine this year, their wow. annual beer festival. This year's Wolper, Wolpertinger. 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 <laughs> it's a coffee barley wine brewed with Caldi's Coffee. I love that they're keeping it local. Mm-hmm. They're also going to have other local breweries at their own birthday cool. celebration, which is really neat. That's what makes it a party. That's right. They'll have live music and their pizza by the slice from the herb, which is really good, by the mm-hmm. way, if you've never had it. Um, another thing where tickets are required. Let us know whatever you guys wind up getting into this weekend. It's going to be a packed one. You have no excuse to stay inside. I mean, you might. Maybe the cold Maybe the cold and the snow. Or maybe you have, like, family obligations. I don't know. But, hey, even if that's what you wind up doing, let us know on our Instagram. We're at Abby Eats St. Louis. Abby Eats St. Louis is a Five in Your Side production. I am Abby Larico. And I'm Dory Olmos. Our editor, we can't shout her out enough, is Shelly Karam. She's been doing an excellent job. Our theme music is by Jerome Fabi, Olivier Renoir, and Pierre Dubos. Special thanks to NBC Sports for that audio you heard at the beginning of the podcast. We could 
could play it over and over and over again, honestly. Can't get enough. Can't get enough. So be sure you are subscribed to our podcast. We've been really going hard this year in 2020. We want to keep hearing from you guys. Leave us a rating and review. And once again, our Instagram is at Abby Eats St. Louis. Until the other side of All-Star Weekend, seize the plate. Ooh la la.